0: All right, welcome to the podcast, dude. Episode number seventy-three. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I'm here to help you make an awesome podcast. So this week, it's actually the second part of my interview with Sean Blanc, where we talked about deep work and focus, and why it's important and why it can change your life. So if you didn't listen to the first episode, go to thepodcastdude.com/slash/seventy-two and go listen to that. This is kind of this is actually half of that. The second half of that. Episode along with some questions and answers that we did after the show. So I just kind of edited some stuff up and put it together. It's good. Okay, so I'll say this about this episode reading Cal Newport's Deep Work book is one of the best investments that I've ever made. The focus and clarity I got from that book helped me produce two huge online courses this year while working full time as a podcast editor for Sean West. And it really, it also helped me lose 20 pounds and get into the best shape of my life while training for an Ironman triathlon. So put simply, Deep Work was a game changer for me, and I highly recommend it. So in this episode, Sean and I, we also had a great discussion about pricing your online products, why you can charge more than you think you can uh, how to create a morning routine that will supercharge your daily productivity, what you need to be focusing on every day and why it's important to just choose one thing for a while and get really good at it, uh, and so much, so much more, so much, so much other great stuff. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go ahead and jump in. I feel really connected with you in terms of we both really loved Cal Newport's Deep Work book. Yes. And it's something I think we're both, we both, I don't know, when did you when did you read that and start getting passionate about the idea of intense focus and, you know, structuring your life in a way to make sure you get your best creative work done? When, when did you find that book or that idea and then really start working on it?
1: I think I found the idea years ago. Um, yeah. So when I was a, the creative director, marketing director, Uh, you know, I mentioned I was doing 80 hours a week and part of my schedule was Fridays. I would come home and I would, it was work from home Friday for me and I would not be on email and I wouldn't answer the phone. And so I had an assistant Mm. and so basically anyone that needed to get a hold of me actually had to go through my assistant and then she would basically screen anything that if it was urgent or important, um, like for the day right away, then. You know, she would get a hold of me for that. But otherwise, I was, you know, I would set up this distraction free uh, work time for myself on Fridays because, as the director for the marketing and all the creative stuff that we're doing, like it was on me to make sure that our marketing campaign for this big end of year 25,000 person conference, we had to make sure that it was going to happen, you know? And so it was like on me, I had to drive that. And you can't do that in like 10 minutes. You know, thought exercises scattered throughout your day. Like you need times of just, you know, long stretches of uninterrupted time to think and just process and come up with ideas and and work on stuff. Um, So that was kind of like my first experience going like, I got to have this. If I don't have this, I won't be able to do my job. And I I will always be in reaction mode. So, um, so that was kind of like the first experience. So that's, you know, 2008 that I'm coming across that, uh, mm-hmm. idea that necessity it was kind of born out of necessity for me. And obviously like, that's not a new, it's not new to the world, you know, but it was new to me. Um, and then when I quit my job and started blogging for a living, I also kind of had that same spot. Like, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm setting aside time every day to just write without distractions and, and intentionally, Um, and so that's obviously kind of evolved. And as my, as we've had kids and schedules have changed and and things have just go up and down and seasons of life, like having that as a priority of going, I need uninterrupted stretches of time on a regular basis to do my most important work and to focus on the stuff that's not urgent today, but is very important. And if I neglect it, it will become urgent, or if I neglect it, then the needle's going to start going backwards, and I'm going to begin losing ground or whatever. And so, basically, like that was, you know, it's it's kind of always been important. So then I come across uh, Cal's book, "So Good They Can't Ignore You." I read that Good in work. 2015, and fantastic, fantastic book. And there was this chapter in there on like intentional practice, and that chapter just like resonated with me so much of you know it, it's very uh similar to what uh Mihai Csikszentmihalyi or you know Mihai C. he has this book called Flow <laughs> <laughs> uh finding flow whatever right and uh, I actually have a text expander snippet for,
0: uh, uh, for I uh, I am yeah. laughing really hard cuz I actually listened to your interview with Cal Newport uh, yesterday again nice. uh, for a second time and you you had that same exact problem nobody knows how to pronounce that guys name. I'm pretty sure it's Csikszentmihalyi right so Mihai Csikszentmihalyi
1: Csikszentmihalyi, Csikszentmihalyi. it's like Whatever, like five, you know, <laughs> you know, five it's syllables in that last name. But yeah, Cal just calls him Mihai C, which is a little bit I easier. Like that. A little bit like easier it. to say. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so he has a lot of books on the very similar topic of of finding flow. Um, you know, getting in the flow, whatever. Right. He's got one yeah. book called Flow, another called Finding Flow. Um, but anyways, excellent stuff, right? And it's the this this idea that not only do you need that the, those times of uninterrupted uh, work, but then when you're when you're in that moment like if you can get into the flow like it's it's challenging it's hard etc but then on the outside you actually it's it's more you feel more uh, rewarded you feel better mm-hmm. like you just have a higher mm-hmm. motivation about the work that you're doing you just you feel like you accomplished something right and i mean i don't know if you ever have i mean if anyone in the chat or listening can relate to this you spend your whole day just kind of in reaction mode, bouncing around between your email inbox, your Twitter inbox, your yeah. Facebook feed, your Instagram feed, back to email, back to Twitter, back to Instagram, back to facebook back to email right you 're just bouncing around all these inboxes, mm-hmm. and then you
0: 're like, "Wow, like I just spent four hours and uh well <laughs> haven 't done anything right you just right. Feel like, you read Ugh. a bunch of you read a bunch of short emails, maybe you replied, maybe you sent some tweets, maybe you saw some articles." You spend, it's so easy to spend all day doing like these little short, quick tasks that don't really change anything. Right, exactly. They don't change anything and you feel zero
1: satisfaction afterwards. You don't feel like you got anything done. As opposed to if you took that four hours and instead spent it focused on something intentional, something that was challenging and you're working on that. When you come out of that that time, you know, maybe it's just one hour, maybe it's just half an hour, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's distraction free and you're you focused and you're being intentional. You come out, right? Like you feel you feel better. You actually feel more motivated. You actually have more energy. And it's actually this muscle, like you have this focus muscle that you gotta work on, um, as opposed to the distraction muscle that you know you you allow that to get in. And the hardest thing, um, the hardest thing for getting into that that focused work time or getting into the flow is it's called the activation energy or like just getting started. It's that first five minutes, right? Like that is like the first five minutes are the hardest. And so something that I like to do with this is I I have a a set time every day when I'm going to have my focused writing time. And beforehand, before I even get there, The day before I write down like what is like my single most important thing like that I'm gonna be writing about during my focused writing time. Right. So now I have the time on my calendar and I already have the like what is the the challenge I'm gonna be working on, what's the project I'm gonna be doing, what is the task, what is the, you know, as Cal Newport would say, what's the artifact that I'm gonna try to get from that that time, that focused time. And then I come, I just gotta sit down and do the work. And know. That the first five minutes is going to be like, ugh, like I just I'm not probably not going to be into it for the first five minutes, but to power through that first five minutes and then you get into like what Mihai C talks about, you get into that flow and then time begins to kind of just get lost and you know anyone who's been a painter, artist, you know musician or whatever, like you can usually mm-hmm. relate to like wow man I was just in the flow I was just in it you know I was in the zone right and you that's where your best work. Is going to be created. That's where you're going to feel the most satisfaction with your job. That's where you're going to like increase your skill level as a Mm -hmm. creative person. You're going to actually like level up your ability to do stuff. And I mean, I know Sean has talked about this so much with his learned lettering stuff and his nine thousand hours of intentional practice. And you know, just like that's that's what he was doing every day. Was he had this focused time where he was practicing letters, and you just got to do the time. so anyways, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I answered the question. We just kind of just no, started that talking. No,
0: was, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, so definitely I would recommend just everyone should go read Cal Newport's books. Uh, so Good They Can't Ignore You in Deep Work. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at the slash 73. So both of those books are phenomenal. And it's just so important as podcasters I like this and, and I'll relate to what you said about writing to podcasting. Pick a day to create, to outline an episode or to outline and record an episode even. Pick a day and then write the topic in advance and say that I'm going to spend 30 or 45 minutes at this time writing about this thing and then I'm going to record an episode because otherwise what ends up happening and this, this is true for so many areas in life is you will th- spend a lot of time thinking about how you should do a thing. I've been thinking about how I should record a screencast for three weeks now. Like, hey, I've got to record that like introduction to limiting screencast for my logic course. And I've been thinking a lot about it and I haven't done it yet, which is so silly. But but that's how it works. Like you gotta do the pick a thing, pick a time, do the thing at that time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yep. But and that's that's such a simple version of a of a of a an idea presented in deep work that is so life changing. Uh, I talk about that book all the time because I love it, and because I know there are still some people who have not read it yet. And it is like it is a book that anyone who wants to create stuff for a living professionally needs to go listen to that book because it's so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, we could talk about that for a long, <laughs> long time. Um, but I think I don't know, man. I, I feel like you should do like you should do like a whole series of videos or interviews uh, where you talk about Defocus for creative people. You know what I mean? I do. I did, I did some stuff,
1: um, you know, that page we were talking about earlier, the focuscourse.com slash margin. Um, I actually interviewed uh, Cal Newport. So we talked about this. Um, I interviewed uh, a few other folks and wrote some articles as well. And it was on this topic of basically having, you know, margin in your life, like the breathing room, uh, so that you can do your best creative work. And that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of our mantra over there at the focus course is, you know, showing up every day and doing your best creative work. And I think margin's a huge part of that. The deep work, the focus obviously is is a huge part of it because otherwise, you know you're just email inbox all the time. <laughs> like that's no fun.
0: so awesome. Well, I love all that. Let's go ahead and jump into some questions. I know we got some great questions from the live chat. Uh, so the first one, let's we can start with this one. Um, oh no, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Mary Ali. I hope that's somewhere close. She asked, how did you overcome the insecurity of giving birth to a new idea that you weren't sure people would respond well to? I think this was about a book, but it could be the about book. anything.
1: Yeah. The, overcoming the, the fear of giving birth to a new idea that I wasn't sure people would respond to. Um, I just, I didn't overcome that fear. I just put it out there. I just kept, I, I stuck to the plan. Um, so, basically like the way that worked with the delights in the details with that book um, i had done it as a little podcast mini series for my members only podcast and it was like a little five part you know podcast and just got a lot of positive response from people so i kind of had teased it out a little bit amongst people and just got a positive response and then i was like i should turn this into like a i should sell this for maybe like 5 bucks as a you know a, a sample For the 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 Chambonk membership thing or something like that, you know, and then I was like, well, I got to rewrite the, I should rewrite it so it can be a little bit more structured, and I'll re-record it so that it doesn't have the, you know, welcome to the Sean Today Show and and things like that, and (laughs) re-record it so it's a little bit more of its own product, and then like as I'm doing that, it goes from five episodes to like twelve, you know, and like all these actual chapters I end up writing. And then I was like, well, gosh, if I'm going to do this, I might as well just also interview some other people, and then I can charge more for the thing. Instead of charging ten bucks, I could charge like twenty bucks, um, and double my my income. So, so basically, like I I built the thing, and then when I was getting ready to actually sell it, that was the hard part. Was actually like that launch day. I just felt so. I just was. <laughs> I was just super insecure and just felt bad, and then sick to my stomach. And um, and so I texted a few friends of mine. I was like, man, this you know this thing's coming out like in an hour, and People are gonna hate it, and everyone was just like, "No, stick to your plan, put it out there." You know, like all the people that I trusted, whose opinions and values um, I, I cared about and mattered to me, all said, "Like, no, you're you're fine. Like, just keep going." And so I just listened to them, and I did. I just I kept going, and shipped the thing, and just went. You know, pushed through that fear. So I never overcame the fear. I just I just pushed through it, and and kept going, and then you know you learn you begin to learn that the fear actually becomes this mile marker for you it becomes a signpost that you're actually probably doing something that matters and creating something of value um and so now i've kind of learned like when i feel that of like this might not work or holy crap what am i doing i'm in mean, over over my head goes okay well let's keep going because i'm probably on to something that actually
0: matters at this point right that's fantastic advice And then there's something else I've been thinking about a lot lately. I talked about this in the fired up Mondays podcast this morning is that the market kind of decides what's valuable and people, people will sometimes will look at a product that they don't think is worth as, you know, they don't think it's worth as much as the company is charging for. Let's say you look at a Lamborghini and you're like, well, I don't know why anyone would ever pay four hundred thousand dollars for that car. Why would you want that car? Like you could just buy a Toyota a nineteen ninety nine Toyota Camry that has one hundred and forty thousand miles on it for four thousand dollars, and this car works great. Like it gets me everywhere, good gas mileage, pretty comfortable. Not the most amazing sound system, but it does have a Bose sound system in it, so that's fine. Like why would anyone spend four hundred thousand dollars on a on a Lamborghini? Well, like the way you feel about that product does not change the, how much that product is worth or how much mm-hmm. the market is willing to pay for. There is somebody out there willing to pay that much money. They have that much money. It doesn't matter what you think about that product. Somebody else went out and made that, and they're going to make money from it. And you're going to be at home complaining about how somebody else is spending you know, $300 for an Apple book. Yep. I, I've just been laughing so much about this, this whole thing. Like, it doesn't, how you feel about a price doesn't matter. Yep. How do,
1: it's, it's how the people that are buying it matter, you know. And so yeah, to to, to say, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start Lamborghini company because used Toyota Corollas exist. Like that's that's silly, right? <laughs>
0: like, but that's but yeah, I think but that's, that's how, how we feel. feel. Yeah, you know, that's right. that's that's the yeah.
1: exactly.
0: Huh. Yeah. Yeah, like so relating to my courses, which I'm getting close to wrapping up, like pricing is interesting for me. If I hadn't have met Sean and the people in the Sean West community. I think I would have charged a fraction. I I probably would have charged closer to what like normal, uh, what are the like the Udemy type, what is it like 20 bucks for a course? Mm -hmm. I would have put all this time and energy into it and not priced it high enough because I don't, like I I didn't know people who were, I didn't realize that there are people out there. Sean, did you know that there are people out there that sell courses for like $1,500, $1,000? yeah, I bought someone's dollars. course recently that cost it cost me $2000 to buy their $2, course. $2000? Yeah. So many people don't know that. We like a lot of us think that still think that $2000 is a ton of money. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people it is. But that doesn't mean that you have to you have to apply such a, a low price to the product that you're making just because you feel like $50 is a lot of money. Yep. Exactly. That's a, I, that's the, a very the, easy trap to fall into. It's
1: very true, and I think you've got to step back and you've got to look at, um, you know, I mean this this course I bought. It's like, did, um, you know, for me that like, goes kind of a no brainer because I, I I bought the book that was written by the guy, and the book I you know went through the book, implemented some of the stuff that was in there, and then it helps me launch my time management class, which. Did like twenty thousand dollars its first launch week, and so there was someone, like, okay, I spent like eighteen bucks on this guy's book, and it helped me make twenty grand and so I'm going, surely hmm. you know for at that point like the the course was Wait. like a no brainer for me because i w- I yeah. knew how much value was in was in the book this masterclass version of of that book, the online course version of it I was like it's it's got to be a no brainer um, and so, like, the, you know, and then obviously, like, there was a ton of, you know, tons of videos and all this, you know, implementation stuff and, and like coaching and all the stuff that was involved in it. And all these extra things that you can do that can, that can, you know, increase the value of your stuff. And it's like, you don't want to just jack the price up just because. I mean, you probably should, like, you start with your basic price and then, like, double it and then double it again. And now you're kind of at a, a decent starting point, probably, uh, just because you're so prone to undervaluing your own work. But mm. then there's also this point where you don't just jack the price up just because people say so. Like there's then a point where you need to look objectively and go, "All right, am I providing the value? If someone pays, you know, for me with the focus course, like if someone comes in here and takes this thing, and we charge three hundred fifty bucks for it, so it's not a lot, but it's also not a little. Right. Um, and so you, you you look at it, and if, I go, if someone spends three hundred fifty bucks and actually goes through this this course, are they are they going to be able to walk away with at least, you know, ideally I would want them to walk away with $700 worth of value, at least double the the value that they're paying for, right? But can I get it even more? Can I get them to walk away with $3,500 worth of value, you know, 10X the amount of value yeah. that I'm providing? And part of it is, you know, you just charge that. And if people will take it seriously, then absolutely. I, I think that they'll walk away with something that literally is going to change the way they spend their time with work, with family, with their health, with their finances, across the board for their life and that's like you kind of can't put a price on that you know and so you need to like objectively go am i actually delivering on my promises and providing the value uh that i say i am and you know aaron like with yourself with the podcasting it's like man you know if i can help people get a podcast off the ground they can turn that into a full-time business that's worth fifty thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars for someone to you know like hey thanks to your stuff i started a business that's now thriving and i now do this as my job that's worth so much money, you know? So to to
0: charge 20 bucks for it, it's like,
1: <laughs> you know, like don't undervalue your yeah. stuff.
0: There will be people that skip over it because they assume that it's not quality enough. Because mm-hmm. if it was quality, I would be charging more. Right. Yeah. There's so much there. Um, okay, two things. I want to answer Kyle's question here in the chat. Uh, but I actually am about to pee myself so what i'm going to do <laughs> to too real here too real here what i'm going is to is do <laughs> right welcome to the after show everyone this so i'm going to read kyle's question and then i'm gonna let you take a sh- stab at it and then i'm gonna run to the bathroom and i'll be back and nobody will ever know because i'm going to cut all of this out and the- <laughs> i'm just i'm going to miss like the 20 30 seconds of your answer but i'll uh but I'll jump back into
1: Corey Miller. Don't, don't worry about
0: it. Corey Miller. Don't worry about it. It's, it's going to be fine. Okay. So I want to get to Kyle's question right here. He said, is there a best first step to improve focus? I can think of so many directions that I should go exercise more, eat better, write down what I'm doing the next day, sleep better, et cetera. Trying to do it all at once. Isn't sustainable. Sean, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, this is awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm laughing at Corey Miller's comments right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, Aaron. You're, you won't make it. Um, I'll be back. No this, is, no, this is great, Kyle. This is actually an excellent, excellent question. So the best first step. Um, I think there's, I, I have, I feel like there's two best first steps, which obviously like doesn't make sense. Um, you can only have, you can only really have one. So uh, I, what I like to do, we actually talk about this in the focus course. It's the very first day of the focus course. um, Is there's this super dorky assignment, and you have to set out your clothes for what you're going to wear tomorrow. So it's like tonight when you go to bed, pick out tomorrow's outfit, and like it's super dorky, right? You can do it in like two minutes, and then in the morning you have to wear that outfit, right? So you have to actually follow through with your commitment. So you set this thing out, and you say, "I'm going to wear these pants. I'm going to wear this shirt." Uh, etc and then in the morning you wake up and you have to wear it and so you've you've made a commitment to yourself the night before and then in the morning you got up and you followed through on that commitment and the reason i like this is because you're it's a small step towards strengthening what i like to call your personal integrity which is kind of your ability to 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 follow through with your commitments to yourself uh, which is super, like super powerful. So there's that. And then the other component to setting out your clothes the night before and then putting them out is it's your current self helping your future self. So you've you've saved your future self like five minutes in the morning, which for me is like, that's like the most, I feel like the, the quality of my time in the morning is like that's when it's like super heavily weighted in terms of like my mind is fresh Uh, You know, it's the beginning of the day. It's the blank slate. There's no dumpster fires happening yet, anything like that. And so it's like, that's my best chance to get my best work done is early in the morning. And so I want to protect that time and I want to protect my mental energy like in the morning. Right. So, um, so anyways, it's this idea of like helping your future self. So this, then like, once you kind of get your toe in that water, like it just, you begin to see all the other areas of your life where you can begin to help your future self. And so like we were talking during the actual like podcast proper. Um, So yeah, Kyle's like, yes, I've done this. Yes. So that's awesome. Right. And uh, like we were talking during the actual podcast, the the main show, uh, Aaron and I were talking about this idea of when you have that deep work focused time, trying to decide ahead of time, what that focus is going to be. And so this is, you know, current self helping your future self, which is so powerful because then like so for me what i do is i write down my topic tomorrow that i'm going to be writing about when i when it's time for me to write i have the topic ahead of time and so i know what to write about so then when i sit down i don't have to think about it i'm not in dual focus mode i just have a singular focus to write about this topic that i've already chosen Um, so that can really help with improving focus is like being ahead of the ball being ahead of your own curve if that makes sense um, and just helping your future self is super, super powerful. And then something else that actually um, in the summit, those of you that are registered for the summit, you'll get to hear Josh Kaufman and I talk about this. Um, And he talks about the importance of uh, going on a walk in the morning and Mm -hmm. having 30 minutes. You leave your phone at home and you get outside. So you go outside, you're moving, you're getting sunlight, but also it's 30 minutes of thinking time where you can just be undistracted and just, just think. He calls it noodling. You can just let your mind kind of noodle. And uh, he kind of talks about how when you have a productivity system or a focus system that gives you space to think and to be uninterrupted for a little bit, you're going to be far more productive than if you have a system that doesn't give you space to think. And so for him, like he says, like this is to him, he goes, that is like the number one single most important component of being more productive, being more focused, is actually having carved out time on a regular basis. Where you can just think and just be distraction free. So that's why he says take a walk, because it you can then you can combine that with movement, being outside, getting the sunlight, and things like that. Um, it's easier, you know, than like sitting on your couch and staring at the wall for 30 minutes. Um, I, I don't I don't mean that to like poo-poo that, but I just mean like it it can be easier to be undistracted if you're like outside and you left your phone at home and you're outside walking around, as opposed to you put your phone next to you on the couch and you're gonna hope that it doesn't buzz. Um, you know. Like you could put it in airplane mode, obviously, but it's still like right there. It's kind of, you know, it's, you just want to grab it and take it off of airplane mode. So um, anyway, so yeah, so I think that, and then Kyle, coming back to your question too, you're, you're going, you've got so many distraction directions that you want to go, right? Exercising, eating, writing down what you're doing the next day, sleeping better, right? I, I think also people might say, I want to also improve the relationship with my spouse. I also want to get better at mm-hmm. budgeting my finances. I was going to get better at budgeting my time. I also, you know, want to read these other books, right? And you just look at it and you're like, so much stuff that you want to do, right? And the, you, the, the truth is, is like, you can't do all of it right now. Uh, so you have to pick one thing. And I say, just like, what's the one that's exciting? You know, kind of like you listed exercise as the first thing on your list. So I would start with that. And this is actually something, I mean, not to to, to pitch my course but I'm gonna pitch my course we actually go through all the core areas of your life so your job your relationships your finances like your downtime your your physical health and then also your uh, your, your personal your, your inner life your spiritual life right so kind of like the six areas of your life and we actually go through each one of those and spend time on each one where you list out like what's important to you in this area of your life. And what's something that you know? What's a goal that you want to have, or what's like what's a lifestyle practice that you want to implement, and how can you move uh, the needle forward toward that goal? And so you come up with like six goals and six action plans, one each for the main areas of your life. But then, and kind of spoiler here, but at the end of the course, then what you do is you pick one. And you focus on that for two months and you ignore the other ones and I mean not ignore them in like in terms of like you ignore your wife for two months while you're, you're focusing on work but you pick one area to, to, to build a habit to build a routine to build a lifestyle practice that has you making uh, meaningful progress in that area of life and it takes you know a lot of people say it takes 21 days to build a habit actually like if you're if you're a habit building master you might be able to do it in 21 days but most people, it takes 60 days. 60 days is like the average. So it's just yeah. two months, right? And so then uh, I think a lot of people are probably familiar with like the Jerry Seinfeld uh, productivity tip of like the calendar and you write a joke every day and you, you put a big X on your calendar and you don't want to break the chain, right? And so yep. it's the same with this new habit of yours of going, okay, what's one thing I can do on a daily basis that's going to help me move toward my goal of exercising more, of just being more physically active. What's like the minimum dose? What's the smallest thing I can do, right? I'm going to go walk for 20 minutes or whatever it is, right? And you do that every single day for two months, right? And it's a small, small start, but now you've done it. You got two months in and it's just, it's now, instead of it becoming this thing that you're trying to get the motivation to move forward, you're now doing it. It's become routine for you. And so it requires far less activation energy, far less mental energy. It just kind of has like, like it's moved into your life. It's there. It's now something that you're doing on a daily basis. Now... You pick the next thing. Okay, I got I got the exercise thing. Okay, so you keep that, and now you layer the next thing on top of it. And so, okay, what's something that you want? You're doing that for your physical health. What about for maybe for your personal, like your inner life or your spiritual life? What's something that you would want to layer on top of that that you could do? Okay, well, you know what? Now, during that walking time, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'm going to think about, um, you know, I don't know, like whatever it is, Meg, like if, if you read the Bible or something like that, you could maybe say, I'm going to, I'm going to have a Bible verse that I think about during my 30 minute walk. Um, or if you're trying to, you know, maybe you want to improve the relationship with your, your wife or your spouse, maybe bring them along with a 30 minute walk. Now you can incorporate this and now, okay, I'm going to do this on a regular basis. You do that for two more months and then you pick the next layer. And, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't build on that 30 minute walk itself. Like maybe it's entirely other different part of the day um, or whatever. But like the the core is it's like you just pick the one thing and you do it for like two months and you, and you allow yourself to like suck at all the other areas of your life for those two months while you pick this one thing. And this is why New Year's resolutions never work because we go, I'm going to go to the gym for like five hours a day, every day, starting on January 1st. And I'm going <laughs> to start budgeting and I'm going to stop eating chocolate and I'm going to go on date nights every week you right. know, and I'm going to start reading a book a week. January first, go right, and it's like so much. It's like just you're gonna run up and try to push like a giant, you know, truck or something like that. You just don't have the energy. You just don't have the strength to move that much and to change that much that quickly, you know. And it's like whatever. I mean, um, like you know, the truck analogy, right? If you're driving a car and you're gonna try to tow another car, you don't like gun it with all this slack on the toe line, you're going to rip both of the bumpers off, right? So you, yeah. you start super, super slow, and then you you slowly build up that speed. But then that's the way that you do it without wrecking and actually making that momentum. So you start with just the one thing. And the hard thing is giving ourselves permission to to just pick one thing and focus on that for two yeah. whole months. Um, that's that's the hardest part, really. It's not in the doing. it's It's in the not despising those small beginnings. So... That's like a huge. That's like the crash course of the focus course, right? That you guys just kind of got. Like this is the value. If you stick around for the after show, at Sean West,
0: (laughs) this is what you get. I I was I was thinking about this, man. I might have to break this up into two episodes because this is super good.
1: (laughs) Go for it. Yeah, totally. I love it.
0: I'll 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 see. I'll see how it goes. But anyways, um, I don't. I can't follow that. I mean, I could try, but I'm gonna say a lot of the same things. So I love that. So let's just. I'll summarize it and agree with Sean and say pick one thing one action that you can do tomorrow morning that'll get you closer to the most important goal. Not, like, I know how many goals you have right now. I know because I have that many goals too. But pick one thing and 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 write it down, put it on, it. get a little calendar, make a big X, do that thing every day. You'll get other stuff done too. But you need to think about doing one important thing first thing in the morning, right after you wake up, get that thing done, and then... Pat yourself on the back, feel good about it, and move on to the next stuff. Mm-hmm. This is so good. I mean, I gotta. I mean, I gotta plug my course. the
1: The course walks you through this, and it gives you the actual. When you're done, you know exactly what to do. Um, Absolutely. It's so. It's it, it's
0: it's FocusCourse.com. Not gonna
1: lie, it's pretty great. <laughs> go get it. Go get it. <laughs> we had a bunch of people going through January. We got a January focus camp going through, and it's super fun. We had a big community, uh, people on the forums. Everyone could be going through. course at the same time so there's just it's gonna be
0: fun oh man a lot of fun that's a that's a great way to meet people and to make new friends so excellent all right sean thank you we gotta go man thanks so much for for joining me today sean blanc this has been fantastic uh kyle adams said you definitely over delivered and i agree with him uh so good to have you on the show man and uh i'll see you on the online focus summit course well man let me try that one again (laughs) I'll see you at the Focus Course Online Summit. Mm-hmm. Now, the for, focus, Creative Focus Online Summit. I'm bad at internet sometimes.
1: Lots, lots of focus every, everywhere you go. It's, it's the word focus. Focus, Sean
0: Blanc. Focus, Sean Blanc. Anytime anyone, I want to get, I want you to get to the point where anyone types in focus or Sean Blanc or a combination of the two, then all your websites pop up. It's true. Because that would be awesome. They're all right there. Beautiful. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me today. And I will see you somewhere down the road. I love Corey. His stuff is hilarious in here. Thefocuscourse.com, what Kyle said. Mm-hmm. The Lots of Focus Blanc Sean Creative Summit course launch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I, we might have a team call today. I don't know, but I'll, I'll let you go. Really appreciate it for reals. Uh, nope, Corey says team call canceled today. So we'll figure this out. All right, Sean. I'll let you go, man. Uh, have an excellent day. Get lots of work done.
1: Awesome. Thanks, man.
0: Bye-bye. All right. That's it for the show today. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to check out Sean's stuff, go to seanblanc.com. That's S-H-A-W-N-B-L-A-N-C. Did I say .com? I meant .net. seanblanc.net. Either way will work. All right. Have an excellent day, week, get lots of work done, and I'll see you next time.